All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast. With your hosts, Terry Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigorelli? I'm just sitting here in the lounge at the Hollydale Ice Arena. We uh, have practice this morning, so uh, it's too bad we couldn't be together, but we got to get this stuff done, brother. Yeah, we do. We got to find a way. Here we are. That's right. Yeah, man. So what's going on? Anything good? Man, not much. A big win in men's league. We missed you this past week. I forgot to yeah. talk about that a little bit. Uh, we, we found a way to win. Close game. Um, that was fun. Of course, I didn't score again. Got robbed by my boy Meech in that, but um, we had a good good win. Um, great goal scored with the Toby by uh, Pete Tingoni. Man, what a shot! I can't wait oh, for yeah? you to see it. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. And um, also, we had a great trip to Washington last week that was very very successful. Uh, yeah, I was touched on that a little bit with Toby. I think. It's kind of funny because I think people still may think this is a bit of a gimmick, but this is not a gimmick. This stick, uh, when you have seven, eight guys come talk to you, and, and a few did not even use a stick, but the, the talk in their locker room and in the lounge was 
like this puck's flying off this blade um, and legitimate conversations with guys. I, I, you know, I did that for years where there may be a guy that'll talk to a rep just to kind of go through the motions because they feel bad, but this was legitimate sit down. Hey, like, this is what I like. This is what I like, you know? Um, so it was, it was, I knew it would be successful, but I didn't think it would be that good. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and, and we were kind of keeping some information in our back pocket. Uh, we had, uh, made, uh, Alexander Ovechkin, some, some yeah. custom made, uh, Toby sticks, which, yeah. uh, which he used for at least, you know, 10, 15 minutes there, um, you know, some good honest feedback with, uh, you know, some, some adjustments with it. But then um, we, we got in the hands of, you know, your, your boy TJ Oshi and, and a yeah, few man. others um, that, uh, you know, again, highly successful trip. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see now Oshi's out and he was probably the know, front runner right? as far as, far yeah. as uh, using Poor the guy. twig sooner than later. Uh, you know, he, he, he was a guy that was kind of out of the blue. Um, apparently, uh, you would know, a, a stick Nazi. And, uh, you know, yeah. he said he hasn't felt a stick like this in a very long time so um it was very promising to see and then obviously now he's banged up but uh yeah uh but uh, but it, nonetheless it, the rest it, of the guys had great feedback as well it, it was it was great to to have guys come up and and honestly asking the questions and looking at it and watching some guys shoot the puck and of course there's always like haters you know, I know the, the the one lady, I think she must have had a video where actually the issue was we had made different uh, flexes and he had an Ovi mate went to make a, uh, I think he was going to shoot. It. I'm not really sure what he was doing, shoot or pass, but he, he was a little bit too whippy for him because he's strong, but he used to use a really whippy stick. Now he has gone up in his flex, but um, it's just, it was great to talk to him and to talk to all those guys. I mean, like, again, a handful of players, like, you know, eight guys, very, very interested in the stick and, and the way it performed, you know? So it was great to yep. see. And, uh, I think it's, it's, it's only going to get better. Uh, the more guys get it in their hand. Now there's a lot of talk about it and getting a lot of messages and, and stuff like that. So it's great for Toby and they put the work in, man. We've seen it yeah. for the last two years. I mean, and they, it started before that, but way before um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Since we've been on board, I mean, Wow, the the R and D that goes behind it, and that whole team—they're just great. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Happy to be a part of it. Honestly, it's like yes, one of those things. Uh, it's like believing in somebody, believing in a product, uh, but you know, it's it's believing in the people behind it, and the amount of effort and time and resources. Again, this thing has been brewing for ten years under a different name, um, Pat. You know, I think five, six patents, and just a, a, like yeah. you said, a shitload of R and D. Uh, which allows them to get the product to where it needs to be to get it in the hands of, you know, arguably the best shooter, best scorer in, in all of hockey. Um, so yeah. uh, pretty amazing stuff. Hopefully this thing uh, keeps yeah. moving and, and trending the right way. We're heading to Boston here in the next couple of weeks as well, get in front of them. Um, yeah. Our boy, Jim Montgomery. Fuck, the Bruins are wow. on fire, dude. What the hell is going start on there? Nine and one. I, I've been messaging him. I don't want to, I don't want to jinx him. I know how he is, but I've just been saying, Hey, good game. Uh, we, Good thanks. We can be a little better, you know. Like he's, yeah, right. He's like, <laughs> yeah, of you know, course. Yeah, coach's perspective. Yeah, uh, but uh, man, it's it's great to see. You know, he went through a lot of shit and and took the onus on himself and you know the blame and you know he was not all to blame, but uh, anyway, he went through a tough time there in Dallas and, and regrouped and went to St. Louis. There with our boy Chief. Uh, they're having a tough time. 
Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of the St. Louis Blues, wow, I, I didn't see that coming, but uh, hopefully they figure it out. But anyway, Jimmy is uh, got the boys rolling, um, and it's fun to watch. It's it's fun to see when you when you got a good friend like that and they're doing so well. Yeah, no doubt. And again, I think much like the Flyers, uh, Boston wasn't expected to to be right. doing a whole lot right out of the gate, and obviously uh, they're proving them wrong. Much like the Flyers, which you're clearly trending in the right way, and and Love you know, it. getting getting some amazing uh, performances by by a bunch of different guys, which is uh, which is nice to see. They're, they're coming together as a collective. Uh, you know, I think some of the same guys we've been talking about are still going strong. TK Hayes, yeah. Carter Hart. You know, he, he did uh, our boy Nick Gloria squeeze in his first uh, the other night, wow. which was awesome. Comes to see on you. the show. I mean, what do you expect? Right, a little apple, a little applesauce there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No big deal. It was great to see. I was there for that, so it was uh, it was awesome. Cool to see him score. Nice little Sally, little Danny Breyerish Sally. Yeah, right. Uh, for Big Nick, so that was great, man. Yeah, nice. Uh, you know what they say: textbook. You know, four check play, move the puck. Allison's protecting the puck, moves it over. Sedlak and that nice. Uh, I say essentially a, a no look pass in that front. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, Deloria is sniffing around, so it was uh, it was nice, you know. But uh, but but all that being said, just the the, the team effort again, they're finding ways to win games. They're they're trending obviously in the right way. So yeah. um, the probably the only the, the worst news so far was Kutz's setback announcement there last week, uh, which yeah. is a shame. Which yeah, I just can't Awful. understand it, but especially the amount of time that they're suggesting. But um, yeah, it is what it is. Months, You're not going to speed I, that one up. Yeah. I mean, you just, it's one of those things. Again, he's, he's got to take their time with this, uh, obviously. And not to say that they didn't this past time, but talking about a back, I mean, it's, it's you know, never a great injury to have in any sport. No, um, no. we don't know exactly Forward what's going on. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's too bad. He's such an important piece. Obviously, the guy's a selfie winner. Like, obviously, he's, big, big piece to this team. And, you know, Cam Atkinson being out yeah. again, they, they just uh, not sure of the timeline for him, but uh, you know, that doesn't help either, but the way these guys are playing for torts, I mean, everyone's chipping in, everyone's playing the right way. As he yeah. used to say, you know, you gotta yeah, play right. the right way. but it's <laughs> true. It's true. And, and, um, you know, start, it, listen, we're, you know, we're nine games in, but, just the way they're playing is is it's fun to watch because they don't yep. give up, they don't quit. Um, they're playing so hard. Carter Hart's just been amazing. I mean, right now he's the MVP <laughs> easily. Yeah, right. um, it, it's it's just fun to watch, and it's also nice to see Proby and, and Tony, yeah, kind of gelling. You know, more and more. Um, they're both on the plus side of of things, and, and uh, both have some points there. So. It's nice to watch them play together and kind of find their groove. Yeah, no doubt. Certainly promising for them, and hopefully they have continued success down the road here. Yeah. Um, just a couple other little things we want to touch on around the league. Um, you know, high-end performer, Connor McDavid, not bad. 11 goals, 22 points in 10 games. Oh, hum. Sounds, it sounds like you and me there, Matt. Yeah, right. It's, high-end it's performer. Almost- it's it's amazing, but at the same time, it's almost like yeah, it's Connor yeah. McDavid. I mean, yeah, I it, that's it's, the crazy. It's, 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 it's it. expected now, right? It's like it's, if he's it's not insane. if he's not going over two points a game. It's a 
it's a lack crazy. of production. But uh, what an amazing player. In uh, Maple Leaf land, I'm not sure Ooh. what's happening over there. It's always uh, something, eh? It's always always something. something. The media, the media is just bubbling <laughs> right now. What's going to happen? I don't we, know how much longer Sheldon to... keeps got. But, um... Oh, my God. We, we need to talk to Coco. See what's oh, going Coco, on. Oh, Coco, right? Yeah, good inside <laughs> scoop. Oh, Bully Akamo, our good buddy. We gotta fucking, we gotta get a hold of him and see what get us a scoop here. Because this is nuts. I think you were you were talking about earlier, um, Mitch Marner and, and Sheldon Keith kind of had added on the bench, I guess. Um, I didn't see that, but that's never good for business. No, never good. And apparently, uh, Marner left the bench and, and, and smashed a stick and, and whatever else. So not a good look, obviously, by one of their leaders. Um, right. We'll see how this thing plays out. Yeah, obviously, the pressure's on a big market like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, the only thing that's going to solve that is, is, is stringing a few wins together. But until then, it's uh, it's not going to be pretty. So it's, it's also not the first time a coach and a player have gotten into it together. I mean, it's not that big a deal, but it doesn't look good when a guy leaves a bench that that's right. That's the part that, that looks bad. So hopefully they can uh, figure it out. Um, but man, it's, it's so much pressure there. Like I, I, I can't, can't even imagine like, uh, being there playing there anyway, when, you know, it's like they expect them to go 82 and Oh, you know? Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, it's what happens when you're in a big market with a ton of pressure and you're not winning games. Uh, the world is, is falling apart. Sky is yeah. falling. It's uh, it's 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 the end of it. But uh, we'll see. They're gonna they're gonna bounce back. They're resilient. They got some yeah. great players. Uh, you know, all teams go through it one way, shape, or form throughout every season. Uh, it just so happens that they're going through it early in the season. Um, so hopefully they can pull that yeah. together. Not that I'm rooting for them, but um, you know, always. Right. Uh, I always feel for teams that go through it because I know how it's how it is and how it feels just to suck yeah. and lose games and yeah, having that dark cloud over you. You know, no one likes that, but uh, that's part of it. It's the nature of the game. So, yeah. All right, Nast. I think it's almost time we get into this here. A couple sponsors. There's a couple yeah. sponsors here supporting us. Always appreciated. Uh, DLI Commercial. Good friends over at DLI, premier commercial construction and building maintenance company, offering support at every phase. Check them out at DLICommercial.com. Good friend, good friend, Britt Mazagati. Appreciate Big you. Brit. Big Britt. And we got an announcement, Nast. We do. One of our biggest supporters and sponsors in the past, Curaleaf, is back in action. Yes, we needed that. We needed yes, that. Yes, we did. And happy to have them back on board. Uh, as most listeners probably know, I'm a big supporter of cannabis, uh, medicinal cannabis and, 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 you know, and, and the healing plant in all its forms. So um, happy to have them back on board. Welcome yes. to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Google Cureleaf PA or stop by one of our 18 locations across the Commonwealth. Check them out at cureleaf.com. Episode 92 is presented Woo. to you by Cureleaf. Mike Rupp, here we go. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, we are so lucky to have 14-year veteran of pro hockey, 610 games, Stanley Cup champion, 
one of the analysts on the NHL Network who does an unbelievable job and a co-host of That's Hockey Talk, Mr. Mike Rupp. I like to call you Rupp Daddy. <laughs> Rupp Daddy? All right. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on, boys. Uh, I've watched some of your guys' stuff. Uh, I was joking around with Hartsey yesterday. Uh, I worked with Scotty Hartnell at NHL Network, and uh, he's like, oh, you're going to love the boys. So uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh man, we're we're thrilled to have you, brother. I know you're a busy man. Yeah, you know it's it's busy. Define busy. I mean, I get to talk about hockey, and, <laughs> and you know that's the thing with it on this side of it too. It's like I don't even have to be fucking right, and it does. You know, I mean? It's like I'm like that's right. I'm like I'm like the weatherman of sports. You know, sometimes <laughs> if I'm dead wrong, actually, it gets more rise out of people. So uh, you know, hey, we'll we'll, uh, we'll just uh, enjoy it. I'm having fun. Oh, that's beautiful. We always wonder, like, you know, the media guys, if, when they're dead wrong, if it was almost intentional that they that they were dead wrong, just to just to generate that uh, that that media circus or the the, the fan the fan, uh, you know, feedback and all that good stuff. But um, no, we appreciate you, and uh, you know, we wanted to talk to you about uh, the NHL Network and and how you landed up in the media world post career because it's uh, you you do a hell of a job and it's a perfect fit for your your personality. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know what? It's um, I, the I kind of always I, I, so I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm I've always was a like sports talk radio guy. Like I listened to that boring shit like back in like the nineties, <laughs> early nineties, late eighties, where it's like as a kid I listened to the sports talk radio, and I I don't know. I just that, that, that that's my speed. That's what I. I can have that on and just kind of veg out and have it in the background. And so I've always really liked it. I've had certain guys I've listened to over the years uh, in, in, in different sports. Like I was a big Jim Rome fan. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, uh, it just, yeah, I just, I, I kind of had my guys I listened to. So towards the end of my career, you know, and I knew it was going to be coming to a close. I, I obviously needed to, to continue to work in life. And uh, I'm like, sitting there thinking i mean i don't know I, i'm looking across uh, or i'm looking on the tv and my one of my closest buddies uh weeksy uh kevin weeks is is killing it right he's on hockey night in canada he's uh he made that transition really nicely um and he, he's doing a good job so i you know kind of started talking to him about it and um I, yeah i just started getting kind of i started just kind of volunteering more i guess as far as uh you know, you guys have been in, in those rooms. You know how it is. After a loss, it's like the the, the good players don't want to speak to the media. So I'm like, All right, I'm <laughs> I just told our PR, I'm like, hey, if you guys need anything, I, I want to start working at this stuff and getting some more reps in. So I always like that token. All right, Rupper, uh, Sid doesn't want to talk, so why don't you go out there? <laughs> I'm, sure all, I'm sure everybody was like, oh, what do we want to talk to him for? He didn't really play that much in this game. But, uh, you know, it, I just started kind of getting reps, and uh, it started becoming more natural. And I guess the point that I was, you know, joking around with you guys about is, like, I'm giving my opinion. Like, it is my opinion. I'm not trying to say I'm right. I'm not trying to say I know anything more than anybody else. But from my experience, I'm going to speak to what I think. And uh, it's, yeah, I just, it's fun and um, just kind of stumbled into it that way. Weeksy held me out. Elliot Friedman held me out, put in a good word for me at NHL Network. And I just been kind of doing it since. Yeah, you do it. You do a great job. I, I'm a, I'm a bit of a hockey nerd too. I, I watch every day and, and uh, I watch hockey all night. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is like yesterday's show, I, I love you. 
you got, you were talking about uh, Vancouver and they're obviously having a tough start here. Um, uh, you're breaking down a little bit on their, uh, their PK is having a tough time, obviously. But the question I had was like, how much are you having to prepare and how much are you having to watch hockey in all these games or they kind of give you a, like something, you know, like an outline of what you're going to do on the show because you, you know, your shit, man. And it was, it was interesting watching that because I don't, I do watch the West, but I don't get to as much as I would like to. Yeah. You know, I, so let's say for example, how that's, that started, uh, whenever I'm, especially that earlier show, the NHL now, there's a little bit more room because the other show, uh, NHL tonight, just, it's kind of like red zone, right? And you're just kind of yeah. whipping around from game to game. Highly, and that stuff takes care of it. Like, I mean, you guys can hop on that set and kill it in that, in that format because you're just reacting to what you're seeing. And again, that goes back to, you're just using from your experience what you're seeing here. Like, you're just spitting out whatever. It, it takes care of itself. There's no kind of structure as far as the show goes. Uh, the earlier show, there's no games going on, so you got to kind of come up with some some things. So, you know, if there's a tape or something that's jumping out, uh, I'm sitting here looking at it, and uh, obviously that's a big story of Vancouver losing. Uh, haven't won a game yet. They had their first four games. They've had two goal leads that they blew. Um, and then I'm looking at and just kind of trying to find something to go with, and it's like their PKs at 55%. I'm like, Oof. 55 yeah. <laughs> like how is that even possible so yeah uh, yeah so i'm like i'm like if you told if you told our pk to try to operate at 55 percent, it might be hard to do that you know and uh so i i just said hey can you clip me all of the vancouver power play goals against and so they just clip them all and i started looking and whatever i just trying to see if there's something that jumps out and i i felt like the communication and it's just it's tough though because on those clips it's like we you don't forget that we were like a player and although i think that when there's times you have to kind of say hey this is not a good play i always try to look at it from the standpoint of like for example you watch it elias Patterson was kind of on a few of those clips on the pk and it wasn't from a lack of effort if anything he was trying too hard like he was moving around too much it's like everybody's trying to dig themselves out uh, dig the team out on their own and that's where there was a little bit of confusion. It's like he's running all over the place, which is just creating seams on the on the power play for the opponent. So, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how it comes up. I keep a library of, um, you know, games or, or clips where I'll watch during the week and I'll, I'll say, hey, I like this clip. And I just kind of I open up my phone, throw it in my notes and kind of give it a title. And, and, you know, if I do it that way, then whenever I need a clip or something, I, I kind of already have a library going. Um, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, obviously, you you, you got to know what you're talking about. You you got to be, um, you know, connected to the games. But you you play the game, like you said. You you can pick stuff out by just observing, and then and then maybe isolating a certain you know area of the game where you can emphasize a little more. And the other thing you talked about yesterday was, um, you know, and you played for Torts, and I think well, this would be a nice lead into talking Flyers and Tortorella. But um, you know, the, the benching of you know, Hayes, Konechny in the third period the other night. And um, I just wanted to get your, your opinion on, on that um, as far as a, a towards strategy. And if you think, you know, say sitting, uh, you say your, your first line, arguably, I think, what, 20 points or so they have, yeah. you know, leading scorers in the team right now as as, as a as like the, the proper move for a full for a full 20 minutes in the third period, having been down just one one nothing. But. Just wanted to bring that up and then evolve into uh, the Flyers and Tortorella. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that move, and again, I you know, that's I was kind of picking Hartsey's brain about it because he worked that game. 
to to see maybe you know with all the games going on i i, I did not watch that entirety of that game, right? So I, I don't know what happened prior to that with those guys getting benched. But I do know from having Torts as a coach, and and you know, Hartsy and I were talking about it, and he he saw this as well playing for Torts. And, and I had other coaches that Pat Burns was like the king of things like this and the, <laughs> the mind. I don't want to say mind games because that that sounds like it's being like coaches being manipulative, you know. And 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 I don't think that's what it is. It's just kind of keeping everybody. Focus and Torch uses this phrase all the time, he, all the time. Because I started saying it last night, and 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 Hartsy finished my sentence. Torch says, "Don't let it get good to you." He says that a million times. I'm sure you guys have probably heard it already, or maybe inside the room, the guys have heard, "Don't let it get good to you." And so this is a team that has surprised a lot. I, I mean, I I love what's going on in Philly. Torts is going in there and he's establishing what he's brought in there to, to establish. I don't know how that's going to translate in wins and losses as a, as a whole all season, but this team's going to be playing a, a certain way. And it's a way that I think that that city and that organization expects their teams to play. And they're getting success with that right now. I think that this is a move like, hey, you're not getting equity with me and going to just freelance now. Like, don't let it get good to you. I will let everybody know right away. All right, our two big boys, Hazy, Connecting, uh, you guys sit down. You know what I mean? And, and that tells every player on that team, young, old, fourth liner, first liner, you know, 60, first D man. Uh, if it can happen to them, it can happen to me, right? So it, it, Pat Burns was the king of this. And uh, <laughs> I alluded to it yesterday on, on air too. It's like the, the full story though. I remember we were practicing in New Jersey. We were on like a six, seven, I don't know, a good win streak. And Burnsy calls, uh, you know, guys in practice were warming up and hooting and hollering, snapping the puck around, loosey-goosey. Burnsy blows the whistle, calls everybody in, and he starts just laying it. You guys think I'm an idiot? You don't think I know what's fucking going on here? Uh, you guys you guys don't think I have eyes and ears in this town? And all of us are just looking around like, what is he talking about? It's like a Tuesday, it was like a Tuesday night the night before. And he's he's alluding he's alluding to everybody going out and just going on a bender last night, and so he just like that's bullshit. Don't play me for a fool. Get on the goal line, start skating us, and then afterwards, guys are gassed, and we're like, and Burnsy gets off the ice, and we're like, who went out last night? And we we literally were pretty secure that nobody went anywhere. He wanted just to bring everybody back down to earth. So we just keep, you know, if the team starts getting here, that's where we start getting some bad habits, right? And I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know, but I've seen this story before, and I think maybe Torch is going for that. Maybe there's a couple things that he didn't love about their play, but he's like, hey, this is a time where I can make an example and get this team playing the way I want them to play, and that's just to keep everybody accountable. And I think that does a lot. That does a lot for me as a guy that played fourth line when Torch would sit Marion Gab Gabrick for not blocking a shot. I'm like, okay, yeah. now I understand when he sits me too. Like, not, it it's, it's makes sense now. Uh, he doesn't hold people to a different standard. Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. And, and, I, and I fully agree with what he was doing. I, I, I've seen it before. And, you know, you know, coaches like to put their fingerprint on it and, and, and send a message. I guess I was talking with Nasty before. I'm like, geez, I'm like, you know, it's a one nothing game. Can you, can you still send that same message? By having them sit for three or four shifts, and then you know maybe sparking them, and then getting them out there because again they they are they are on fire. I mean they're yeah. they're scoring, you know they're yeah. generating energy and momentum. You know maybe they had a couple periods that weren't so productive, but I'm just thinking maybe is there a way you could like, maybe salvage that game um, and, and and get them out there and still send that same message? But 
you know, it's torts and he still does have that old school way of doing things, right? That is, that is a really old school way of doing things. Um, um, but you know, early in the season, I just like, I was going back with yeah. Nassie, like, fuck, yeah. I'm like, I, I feel the, like, the you games, know, maybe games, two or three shifts. Yeah. Attainable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Still. So, I mean, you, you got an argument there, but I don't know. I just always envisioned torts being like, like almost like the little cartoon where you got like the, the angel. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, and you got the angel that's like, Hey John, like the game, we're still in this. And the and the devil's like, no, fuck this. Get their attention. You know? and, <laughs> yeah. And and Torrance is gonna resort to that because he wants, you know, and, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's this he he because he is very understandable. He's approachable. He's he's a lot of things, but like when he wants to get your attention, he's going to get it. So I don't know. I, I agree with you. You got an argument there because they're still in that game and he can come back and win. Yeah, yeah, it and goes back to the e- ego. Is this is this like is this like an ego, you know, rub, or is this like is this really the most effective tool in this moment, in in, in this time and place, you know, to help this team win a hockey game? But yeah. uh, we never, we're was, not going to get the answer. We're not going to figure this thing out. But. I, I've worked with Torch three times with USA Hockey, so I mean, okay, I've you seen, know. I, I, oh, <laughs> yeah. I know. And uh, it was funny. I, th- I think you said yesterday, Rupper, you're like. Sometimes it's almost like they do this just to fucking do it. Like you said, Burns yeah. skated you guys just to kind of do it. And like, but like Riles said, yeah, I, I thought it was a good argument also. Like, man, it's, a, you got a whole period here. Like yeah. they, they could score three themselves. I yeah, mean, 100%. they could, but they can't, they can't sit over where you were yeah, sitting. Yeah, with yeah, I know, right? Here's the, here's the, uh, I, I guess if we're going to argue the other side of it, it's like, Maybe in his mind, I don't know, maybe he doesn't even think about it this deeply, but like <laughs> we are saying those things, and yes, those are true. The game is still on, it's still right there for you to take. And you're taking your best two players, best two forwards, and you're sitting them. But maybe that's the way to show the rest of the, the team, I don't give a shit. Like if you're not gonna do, if you're not gonna do what I'm asking you to do, if you're not gonna execute the level I want you to execute, because if it was like, well, uh, we're gonna give them a few shifts, and we're and, and they come back and win that game. Did they really? Is that same message put across to the rest of the team? You know, like, like this is like, you know, yeah. it, this is like in it's almost like in youth hockey where you see coaches. You know, maybe maybe they're the top end kid is uh, not doing the right things, and you sit them down. Well, in youth hockey, they only sat them down and uh, maybe a shift because you yeah, want one rotation, yeah, right? Yeah. You want to yeah, get right. back out there. So I think this kind of gets the attention. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll never for get sure. You're right. No, you're but right. This, you're this, right. This is the stuff. This is the stuff that Torts does, and and he is the king of managing your emotion as a team and bringing you up and down. Some people yeah. can't deal with it. Some people can. And uh, I, I personally liked it. I like that old school way of doing it, and I think it's it's going to serve well in Philly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. agree. It's a it's a it's a long term message, right? To your point, it's it's not not the immediate moment winning this game. It's for it's for you know the rest of the season and and really laying down that foundation, that groundwork. Yeah, so I fully understand. And you mean you mentioned you you like what you're seeing. Obviously, he's 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 created an identity and a culture for 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 the team and the city's you know rallying behind it. Um, what what else are you liking with with the the direction of the Flyers? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think that the, the big thing, too, with that hire uh, with Torts, and I just know from defensive zone play, it's like he has everybody collapse so deep in the zone. I, I own, The person I think that's going to benefit the most out of all this is Carter Hart. I think you're yeah. going to have – it's going to give him the opportunity to get his feet back under him. I, I, I you know, I I think this kid is a, is he's more of a stud than he's not. You know, and yep. we've seen yeah. kind of this and that, and, and we've seen some. He's he has seen some types of shots and some some action that 
you shouldn't see in the NHL as a goaltender. You know, like the team hasn't been good the last couple of seasons, right? So this is, I think finally now it's going to, he's going to know where the shots are coming from. He's going to know what's, who's over there. Um, because Torts course, uh, is going to keep everybody accountable in front, right? Like you're going to play this way or you won't play. So now Carter Hart's going to know, all right, generally this is where my shots are going to be coming from. And and uh, I think it, it'll help a goaltender out. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I think this is a, it's a tough transition time, man. I, I, I don't know, again, I don't know how many games they're going to win this year, but I don't really care. You know, yeah. and this is from a yeah. guy that had to play against that organization coach, you know, like, <laughs> fuck man. Like, when that organization has that attitude, it's a handful, man. It's a handful. It's it's mm-hmm. like you know, it's it's something that uh, that's what's been really good with the Flyers, the Bruins. Yes, the the seventies are done with, but there's still yeah. like this 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 angst in the lineup, and and I love that. You know what I mean? Yes, I love yeah. that. And I and and it's something that like you know, I I always joke around and like. It's always it's kind of just my thing. I always I always razz on Philly because it's like I grew up to be groomed to hate the Flyers, right? <laughs> of course. No, you think it, well. I'm, this this is the honest to god truth. I had uh, how many did I have? I had one, two. I had three posters in my bedroom as a kid. One of them was uh, one of them was um, it said Eighth Wonder of the World. It was Cam Neely. And you're skating like in outer space. There's eighth wonder of the world, just something with his yeah. number eight, whatever. So I thought that was cool because I like Cam Mealy. Uh, the other one was it said uh, Rain Man, and it was Sean Kemp, Duncan. This was like oh, this yeah. was Sean. This was Sean Kemp in Seattle before, because when he came to Cleveland for the Cavs, he was like fucking 85 pounds overweight. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm a big basketball when, guy, rubber. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you know that was back yeah, for like yeah. Gary Payton. I was a huge yeah. NBA fan uh, as a teenager and. Uh, that was him there. And my other, my third poster in my room was Legion of Doom line. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I always wanted to, and uh, listen, man, this, I always wanted to be a Philadelphia Flyer because they, they love the big guys. That's when I came up and it was like, I remember before the draft, I got interviewed by the Flyers and I went in and I remember they took me to the practice rink. Um, and before the draft, and I went through the locker room, and I, I sat in, in Eric Stahl. John LeClaire was, like, one of my favorite. And I'm like, I want to be a flyer. It didn't happen. I got drafted, uh, obviously, by the Devils uh, or the Islanders first, and then the Devils on, later on. And then and this is where it kind of started. It's like I came up in the Devils organization where Lou Lamarillo made it very clear we hate the Flyers, right? Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and coming, up, coming up through Albany in the AHL, we were playing the Phantoms, and we were getting our our heads punched in every single time we went in there. It made me hate them more, right? Yeah, and then, right. So then I go to the NHL, and we're playing against the Flyers, and the teams are really good and really tough. And then I go to then I go to Pittsburgh. That's a natural one right there. I'm, I'm yeah. Like, you're gonna hate you're gonna hate the Flyers even more. That's gonna be the one team you hate more than anybody. Then I go to the Rangers, and I didn't even know this was a rivalry. <laughs> I was like, I go to the Rangers, and I'm thinking. I'm thinking, oh, uh, the, the Islanders are our, our biggest rivalry. And then I started learning about, like, the history between the Flyers and Rangers. I'm like, oh, shit, these guys hate them too. So <laughs> this, was like, this was like a whole thing. But so anyways, my my um, I, ha- I became a free agent twice in, in my career. And both times my agents, uh, one of the teams that, that I was talking to was uh, the Flyers. And in both situations, 
the Flyers said, we got some things we need to figure out. Like, let's just say it's July 1st. We got a couple things we want to figure out. We want to circle back with you, but we need a little bit more time to figure out, you know, probably because figure out the salary cap because this is a team that's, you know, spends money. And, uh, and uh, I wasn't in a position as a player to like really sit back and wait on a team. Like if I had offers on the table, like I, I wanted to stay in the league, I had to take them. Right. So I was always pissed. I'm like, you know, come on, man. Like I want to like, so anyways, my whole point in all this is like, I come across as like a, a Philly hater, but secretly I've always wanted to be a fucking flyer. And I'm, yeah, just, a bitter, I love it. I'm just a, I'm just a bitter, bitter <laughs> man that I never could. You know, I'm just gonna know. But uh, you know, th- that's the thing like with this team, it's like this, this team can get back to um, that way of playing, right? Just be, uh, just have that attitude, that edge, the, the accountability playing hard. Um, you know, I think that that's a win for this team this year. If Torts can get them to come back, and, and, and in that process, you get to learn who's going to be a part of it moving forward. Yeah. I, I saw it in New York. If you can't, if you can't do it, if you can't, if you can't find a way to to play the way that John Tortorella wants you to play, there's no hard feelings, but you're probably not going to be here. And I think the way that Torts coaches and wants his team to play is cut perfectly for the the city of philadelphia i think i think it's going to be good i don't know again i i, I don't think this team's going to make the playoffs i i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong I, I don't think that but what we're seeing right now to know that you're going to have effort every night that's the first that's the first thing that to, to cross off the list yeah and that's the 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 philly fans as you know you played against the flyers many times that they just they want that effort if they know, yeah. you know, you may not win every game. And like you said, but I go back to 2006, seven, I think. And uh, we had the toughest year ever in the oh, Flyers was, history, yeah, but the building was packed every night. Cause the kid home, yeah. Mr. Holmgren had made trades and the play played their bags off every night. And the place was packed every night. And that's, that's what they want in Philly. It's blue collar town, um, obviously, but the, the funny thing you're saying is uh, <clears throat> we were talking about this uh, before Rupper, um, you you obviously played with the Rangers, Pittsburgh, and the Devils, and I said to him, man, like he was playing with the Devils when it was really a rivalry, uh, you know, back back in the day. And uh, the other thing about that is, you played with Asham three times. <laughs> oh, Ash! Like Ash, how yeah. lucky or unlucky are you? <laughs> That's our buddy Asham. Oh, kidding. he's a beauty. What a yeah, beauty. I love Ash. I love Ash. Um, so Ash was my first NHL fight. Um, it's like my oh no way. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny too because I played with Ash three times, like you mentioned, and uh, and um, Jersey, Pittsburgh, and and New York, <clears throat> and um, I think I have my most career fights probably against him. And um, you know, Ash was one of them that was like, to, first off, tough as nails, right? Like yeah. you, you know, not not that big, uh, not that strong, but like just he was slippery he was tough he didn't give a shit he'd fight anybody like he didn't care you know what i mean right and and so uh yeah ash was ash was awesome uh you know i really enjoyed being uh being on the same team as him and um you know he and he he helped me out a lot too because i was kind of like i was like a token tough guy i wasn't a tough guy like but i it's one of those things you look around the room and it's like we're going in we're going into philly and this guy's i'm six five two two forty and we don't really have any other tough guys. Like, well, who do you think is going to be the guy that's got to go fight this guy or somebody else? It's me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've got to do it. So it, having Ash there was great because Ash was yeah. like, you know, he helped in that area. And, like, David Clarkson was great. But, uh, you know, Ash is uh, 
Ash was a uh, um, he could play too, man. He had some nice hands. Yeah, right? man. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he did. He could rip he the his, puck too, man. Holy. Yeah, half clapper, half clapper upstairs. Like Ash, yeah. Ash was a beauty. Yeah, hey, Rupert, do you remember those uh, commercials? Uh, they were playing during the playoffs years ago, and it was like, "What if Mike Rupp didn't start playing hockey and mm-hmm. it goes through to revert?" Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they were doing all those with all the stars, you know, and everything. <laughs> Ash's buddy made one, and it's him scoring. We were in the finals, and he scored a he scored a nice goal, like you said. He had sick bets, and his buddy did the whole video, the same voice and everything. And it said, "What if?" <laughs> at the end, it said, "What if Aaron Ashton didn't have silky mitts or something <laughs> like that?" <laughs> Fucking boys were just dying, man. It was so oh, funny. It's so oh, no, he's so good, man. I, you know what? I I think that his uh, the way his personality is is like big to have in the room too, because again, yeah. it's like his 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 like I don't give a shit meter. I want to say this the right way because he did care. I, he was an awesome teammate, but like, yeah, not giving a shit. Like, if things are going bad, he's like, "Fuck it, let's go play." You know? Yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna grab someone and beat the wheels off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these are good things that like, give us an attitude. Like, help give our team a little bit more of an attitude when we didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, he was the master at that. Just, just, just kind of, yeah. Seeming like he didn't care, but he, it was more like just he wasn't bothered by much, you know. And just <laughs> he carried that on the ice as well as off the ice. Like I remember, you know, fighting him, you know, a couple of times, and it was almost like it was just like, like okay, like, <laughs> like all right, well, you know, like there's no emotion attached to it, almost. Yeah, but just a beautiful human. I mean, he, I. I couldn't tell you how many times you had me dying laughing just oh from the God. stupid shit he would say and you know that little that little smirk on his face you know yeah. <laughs> he, he would have i remember this i remember this time uh oh man i think it was in new jersey it was like years and years and years ago uh he they were out one night and they're going from uh, it was Shocking. after dinner they're going to grab a yeah they're going to grab a they're going to grab a drink or something and uh I don't, I don't remember all the details, but I remember the important ones. And <laughs> and it wasn't Ash telling the story. It was like the other guys, right? And there's a group of them <clears throat> that were walking after dinner. And they're walking across the street. And somebody, there was some dudes, like a group of guys that started like just jawing them, like from across the street. And I think it was something like they were, they must have, I don't know if they heard like a Canadian accent or whatever, but they were kind of like, you know, just, just douchebags, like. Oh, it's a nice day outside, eh? Or you know, just like yeah. just trying to push their buttons, you know, and think they're funny. So, uh, so the guys told me that apparently Ash was like, I grab this mouse, I use it as a cell phone. Uh, so apparently Ash was like <laughs> on the phone, and these guys are across the street and they're jawing across the street at the, at the at the guys, and Ash is on the phone and he just goes to the guys. He's like, hold on a second, and walks over there and walks up to the guy. He's on the phone and the dude's standing there and he just goes, wham. <laughs> 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 He said, so they said he drops the guy. Another guy comes in, drops him. The other guys are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Ash just comes walking back. Still on the phone. Walking back on his phone. Like, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? So I don't know. If that, oh. I don't know if that story got some legs on it, but I always remember that one. I'm like, that's Ash. He doesn't give a shit, you know? Well, the, these two kind of had that happen the one yeah, night. Yeah, we had, we had a, similar, a similar story at an old hot dog stand. Uh, <laughs> late, that, late, late night. <laughs> hot dog stand. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, he cleaned house, man, in, in, in his suit and everything, yeah, just like it was pouring rain. Oh yeah, he's he's unassuming though, right? Like, oh yeah, he is. Oh yeah, if you were With the baby were face on the street. Yeah, if you're a dude on the street, you see he's got these blue eyes, like he's not overly big, and then all of a sudden this dude comes out with the one two and gets you. <laughs> 
Oh, oh man. What a beauty, man. Yeah, he oh, really God. is. Before we uh, move on a little bit, uh, we just got to address uh, one of your instances in uh, in Philly in 2012 in the Winter Classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The old wow. salute. Yeah. What a beautiful, what a beautiful move. Yeah, well. I, I my I son. My, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. My son is eight. He just turned eight. But he has watched everything about the Flyers from back in the 70s. And he's, I told him yesterday that you were coming on and he watches NHL Network with me. He was like, you, you better say something to him about saluting Yogs. Like, that wasn't right. And I said, relax, buddy. I was like, because he hurt, you know, it was 24 7. And the boys were like, Mike, and they're like, I don't know if it was Hartsy. Actually, may have said it's disrespectful or G. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it was kind of yeah. funny. It was kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, to be honest. So, I mean, so I'll give you a little bit of the backstory on it is uh, I told you already about the Flyers, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. part of that, too, part of that, too, it's like I didn't play a ton of minutes any of you know my time in the in, in the nhl but when we played against philly i played more or i played in different situations or i get bumped up in the lineup and maybe play a couple ships with patrick Eliash or um with evgeny malkin because they wanted they wanted me to you know create some space for them or watch for yep. them at different points of the game so you got to look at it from my standpoint is it made me want to play Philly even more because I, A, or we already said, I wanted to be a flyer and I didn't feel like I ever got that opportunity and I was pissed. But then also um, it made me more valuable to my team when we played Philly because they needed somebody to be big. They needed somebody to step in in situations because we didn't really have that, right? So mm-hmm. um, so that just kind of elevated that that for me. And so I love going into Philly. And it's not – I mean, one of the best feelings in the NHL and you could, uh, you should take the Flyer fans, if you're listening, take this as a compliment, man, because I loved it. I No better feeling than if you can get a win in Philly and you're coming out of that ramp. And I remember, I remember Philly, uh, Flyers fans shooting us the moon, giving us the double barrel. Like, like it, but no. it just felt like... It just felt like, yeah, like, you know, felt right. Yeah. Felt right. <laughs> Honestly, man, like I appreciate that. I appreciate that because it made it feel like the Tuesday night in early January fucking meant something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, you know, and there's plenty of times where we got our, we got, we got worked over in Philly too. And it felt awful, you know, and the fans let you know, but anyway, so, um, so that, you know, that's kind of uh, a part of it, but the Yager thing that, before that season, I was a free agent, okay? I just had my two best years of my career playing in Pittsburgh. I wanted to stay in Pittsburgh. It was basically like playing at home for me. Um, what ended up happening is, you know, every team's got their pecking order for UFAs. And that year, I was like third in, 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 in line. It was like Pascal Dupuis, Tyler Kennedy, and me as far as like, I guess, order of importance. And then all of a sudden, if you can remember at that time, that's when Yogg's is – I want to come back to play in the NHL. And if you remember, he had like some weird thing. He was a different class free agent because of playing in Russia. And there's something weird where he didn't have to wait till July 1st to speak to teams. He had like this grace period prior, like maybe a week prior that he can talk to teams or a couple weeks prior or whatever. And so we, I'm starting to, uh, so I see this and I'm, and I start seeing these, he's saying uh, he wants to make everything, you know, come full circle, make things right with the Pittsburgh fans because the Pittsburgh fans did not really like Yogs with how he left to go to Washington back in the day. And so now all of a sudden with that pecking order of Dupuis, Kennedy, me, 
Now Yogg's at the top, right? So we got another. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I would love to play with Yogg's. I mean, you're talking one of the best players ever played the game. Yeah. But then though, I start seeing the words come out where it's like, I want to make things right in Pittsburgh. I want to make things right with Mario come full circle. I want to win a cup in Pittsburgh and end this the right way, blah, 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 blah. So, of course, my contract talks are stalled because now there's a big fish that's going to be they need that money for right and so when the closer that i get to the first and then when the first happens it's like i knew that if i got to to july 1st i was going to leave because there's going to be a, another team able to give more money or you know i was a situation where i needed to take more money i didn't make a ton you know at that and like they Pittsburgh offered me a two-year deal and I knew that I'd get a three-year deal somewhere else and so all this stuff started coming into play and then Yogg signs with with Philly and and I'm like this fucking guy used Pittsburgh <laughs> but like, I'm like this guy is a genius move like yeah I, you know yeah. Like, he had leverage <laughs> yeah. to do it he used Pittsburgh to get more whatever and he was great in Philly and that you know remember like that's where he went what he Philly he was in Florida's in Jersey, like he did well in all those places. Boston and, uh, too. He went to Boston, Boston too. Yeah. Dallas, yeah. Dallas, yeah. So all over the fucking map. Yeah, in my mind, I was like, in my mind, I was like, this motherfucker just screwed me from <laughs> signing with my hometown team because I like, and so I'm like, in my head, I I decided, I'm like, I'm gonna get him with his head down. One of these, I don't care when it is, I'm gonna get, <laughs> and I don't care if it's within the rules, outside the rules, I'm gonna get. <laughs> and uh that's a that's a that's a nice thing to think about in theory but usually i wasn't on the ice when yogs was on the ice <laughs> yeah, right. so I'd, have to, I'd have to go really rogue if i wanted to get him i guess but uh so we're playing in the in the winter classic and uh it, again it's we're playing in in philly in that hostile environment and people always say did you plan on doing the yager salute i mean i i didn't score enough to plan that no i i i I would. I loved in my career. Um, we all love the fans cheering for you and and score a goal and and making everybody stand on their feet or or you know you get in a fight and everybody stands on their feet. Well, you can also get it by kind of being a heel, right? And I started yeah, learning that yeah. later in my later in my career. And I and I kind of I can control that more. You know what I mean? I can go out there and and be a heel and get that reaction and. Um, and and I thought that was that was important for my role that I was kind of evolving into in, in my career. So we're playing in Philly. We're down two nothing. Um, I, I quite frankly, I get kind of a lucky goal. I mean, it was a good shot, but I shot through a screen. I think it was Mazaros's legs, and uh, Bob couldn't couldn't pick it up, and it went in. So my initial reaction was just like, I don't I don't know why. I just I just went to like. I knew in that point in the game, I wanted to stir it up to create some emotion because we were down two nothing on the road, winter classic, we were dead. And yeah. so I literally just, I just did the salute. And I, I said to myself, I go, I just go, fuck you like that. And I just kind of did yeah. that. And I didn't really think it wasn't like thought out. It was just like, like, screw you guys. You know what I mean? And the rest of the game, I've talked to, you know, Hartsey about it. I've talked to guys on the team. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to have that kind of legs on it. I didn't even know if – honestly, I didn't know if anybody was really going to pick up on it or care about it or whatever. And uh, so 
Hartsy at the intermission comes up and um, we're getting ready to go off the ice. He's like, that's a joke. He's a Hall of Famer, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm still trying to stay in, in, in character and be like, oh, fuck yeah. off. Like, it's fine. Like, whatever. And uh, so then later on in the game, it's a third period. And um, I think the game's tied 2-2. And I, I'm on the ice um, and, and Giroux's taking a face off. And I'm the winger on the, on the arc. And he's like the referee's hands right here getting ready to drop the puck. And he's turned and he's just like, are you fucking kidding me, you piece of shit? Like, he's just <laughs> giving it to me. He's giving it to me and the ref drops the puck. He's not even looking. I'm like, oh, God, we're good. Like, we got these guys. <laughs> we got these guys, like, yeah. These guys, these guys want it. These, all, they, all they're thinking about is killing me because, you know, they, they respect Yogs, love Yogs, whatever, as, as a teammate. I'm like, all right, that it seemed to work and we ended up winning that game. So then leaving that game, I'm like, we got to play. We got to. We had twenty four seven following us around HBO. As all the hoopla is done, they they were following us around all season. That's done. The cameras are away. Um, we got Philly like a couple weeks later, and Jody didn't play in that game outside, right? And I'm like, all right, well, I got an answer to it now. You know what I mean? Like, I if you're gonna act, you're gonna act like an idiot, then you're gonna have to step up here. And I know, I knew Jody was coming. And yeah. he came and he was the he was one of those guys, dude. Like I played with him in, in Columbus. One of the great honestly, one of the greatest teammates I ever had. And mm-hmm. uh um to be honest with you too, nasty, like in that twenty four seven, there's that clip they have with me John with him, and I was not happy with that. I actually went to um HBO uh, producers after the game. I said, Hey, I was Mike and I said something. Um, and that guy's my former teammate. Like, I don't want that to air. Can you can you guys pull that please? And they came back and they're like, we need that to stay in, dude. Like you guys signed like a thing that we have full edit abilities. Oh, so I'm no, like, really? wow. so, so I talked to Jody, uh, about it since like, I just felt eh, whatever. It's just, it, it's, he didn't give a shit. Like it was in the, heat yeah, of the yeah moment, whatever, he, but I, he, I was going to say heat it. of the moment. Heat of the yeah, moment. it's heat of the moment. And it's like, you know, but I, I don't care if it was like some other people, but I was like, Jody was awesome. He was great to yeah. me in Columbus. So anyways, so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to give him what he wants. Then he came back and beat me up and my bloodied my nose up. And, uh, yeah, he was the guy I get. He, I can never, Jody would always, he was my, he was one of my, he was my kryptonite. That's for sure. But, and then, you know, so I had to pay that price in Philly a couple weeks later and, uh, then it was done with. Wow. Amazing. Hey, good I got, for I you. Got I one, mean, I, I got one thing for you. Sorry to cut you coach, but, uh, yeah, you're good. The, the Yager side of it was interesting because I didn't know what his response was. So then I, you know, after that, I'm like, do I like say something? To Yogg? I'm like, I don't think Yogg's really gives a shit that this, this guy, <laughs> like, whatever. I like, you know, this guy's a hall of famer, man. Like, you know, and I didn't, you know, I, I was like, yeah, is it disrespectful? I, I can see why people would think it is, but it's also we're playing hockey, man. You know, right. I mean? like I'm trying exactly. to get under your, I'm trying to get under your skin. And if the best way to get under your skin is to go at the, the legendary guy, then I'm going to do it. We all want to win. We all listen. This is coming from the same guy who, when I was playing with the Rangers in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, shoved Marty Berdour into the crossbar. Marty won me a yeah. cup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm on. I'm on the other team, man. Like, you know, I did it for you then. I'm doing it for them now. Like, I, I don't know yep. what to tell you. But um, so, anyways, uh, All Star Game working NHL Network. The All Star Game was in LA. That's when Yag was in Florida. I think he went to the All Star Game. 
And me and uh, the, the one guy I work with NHL Network, we're walking back to the hotel after our show. We're walking towards the elevator. And Yogs comes walking around the corner, and he goes and gets in the elevator with somebody else right before me. And I'm kind of like, I was just like tired. We just got done all day talking hockey. And I just kind of reached my hand across the guy I was with. I'm like, just hang on a second. Let's let the elevator go up. And he goes, why? I'm like, uh, I'm like, <laughs> my God, Yogs, Yogs is getting in the elevator. I, I just don't, I don't know really how to handle it. Like, I'll, I'll think about it. I just, I'm not going to do it right now. All right, cool. So uh, I, I did like a, a father-daughter trip on that trip. And my, my daughter was out there. And so she was just hanging out in the hotel while I was finishing up work. And then we were going to go to Disneyland for the day because we had the rest of the day off. And so I had a rental car uh, reservation, like a mile outside LA. I go up to the room. I'm like, hey, let's get going. We're going to go to Disneyland, whatever. We go downstairs. I take an Uber over to the rental car place. It's like a mom and pop rental car place where there's like nobody in there, like whatever. I come walking in this rental car place. This is probably like 40 minutes after this, this thing by the elevator. I open the door, you know, the little bell on the door. Ding, ding, ding. You walk in. I look. Fucking Yogs is sitting at the table. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah. So literally, literally, like the person working behind the counter and Yogs both turn like this and see us. Hey. Did you, and, Robert, did you salute? <laughs> did you salute it? So, so I go, I, I, uh, I, I'm like, I just go, hey, Yogs. And he goes, hey. And then he turned back to his business. And I'm sitting there with my – and I'm standing there, and, and I'm like, I got to say something, man. Like, I feel – I got to – whatever. This was – year, dude, I don't, that All-Star game was probably in, like, 18, 19. I don't yeah. even know when it was. But it was, it was like, six years after the, the Winter Classic. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? This has been bothering me for a while. I, you know, um, I got to say something to him. So I go up to him, and, and I'm like, hey, yes. And he turns around. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, dude, listen. I don't know if this is even on your radar or has been on your radar or whatever. But I just want you to know, at the Winter Classic, when I did the Yager salute, like, I, I, my job was to be an <laughs> asshole. Like, I was being an asshole. But, like, I hope you know I'm not, like, you were legendary. You know, like, I watched you growing up. Like, you know, whatever. I just don't – I don't want to be disrespectful. It was just – that's my job in the NHL. That's what I had to do. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it, man. Don't, I didn't even – you know, don't even worry about it. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I felt better. Like, whatever. Then he goes, I'll let you know, man. He's like, you do a really good job on NHL Network. So now I just feel like a biggest asshole. Like, I'm like, oh, man, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm like, you know, one of the greatest players of all time telling me he likes watching me on the network. He goes, yeah, man. Yeah. He's like, you're really good on the network. I enjoy watching you. I go, thanks, Yogs. I really appreciate that. And he goes, yeah, man. He's like, you're way better at that than you were a fucking hockey player. That is something he would say. That is something he would say. He set me up and I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, one, one, we're tied, we're done. Like we're good. I mean, he was he was super cool. Yeah, he was super That's cool awesome. about it. And uh, you know, I gave you know we just I you know shook his hand, whatever, and it was all good. So whatever. That's, That's water awesome. under the bridge. But yeah. That's a great oh. story. You, you know what? Like, out of all the things you could do, you know how people argue that it's disrespectful. There's a lot worse things oh, you can do God. to be disrespectful. Yes. I mean, it's one of those things. It's just like you're just doing your job, like you said, and and like you're in the moment and. You're trying to get a rise it's a, you know it's a big deal yeah. a big game you know in philly so i mean man it's but uh, sure. that's a great story a great story though all yeah, around man that's awesome <laughs> that's fucking hilarious that's so good oh man him and uh he, quickly him and uh craig baruby when he was an assistant coach here those two going at it on the bench we've talked about it before it's just just till the chief was on he was one of our first guests i think uh episode two i think or mm -hmm. three whatever anyway uh 
he used to just give Yogs would get the puck on the half wall there and, and just be massaging it, looking around, you yeah. know, and he would come back and, you know, you're like you said, you're talking about a hall of famer. He'd come back and she'd be like, Oh boy, Yogs way to kill it off for him. And Yogs <laughs> would just laugh. <laughs> he would just, he's like, he's like, he'd turn around, look at chief. He goes, you're their best penalty killer, bud. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking was funny, man. Dude, that's amazing. I love, but say like that, I, you gotta have, I love stuff like that when you coach like in, and Chief's the guy that can say that, right? Like, if you had yeah. if you had a guy who didn't play or a guy, like, he's not going to say that to Yogg. Like, like Chief <laughs> yeah, right. that, you know? And, and uh, that's good. Hey, I was watching the other day. Um, I saw a clip of you guys, and I wanted to bring this up. And I think – I don't think, uh, Riley, you played with, with Jaredev, but, uh, Nasty, you were talking about Nick Jaredev. And yeah. I was dying laughing with, uh, you know, talking about <laughs> Nick. You, I think you said he fell asleep on the bench. And yeah, <laughs> I started thinking some I played in Columbus for one season and I've got stories like on um, that Nick Jaredev. First off, <laughs> we see how talented this league is right now and how filthy people's hands are, what Trevor Zegers is doing. The it, Nick Jaredev was doing that back in 2005. Like that yeah. that kid was still to this day probably one of the nastiest hands I've ever seen on a hockey player. He was so, so, so talented. I think there's some other things he didn't put together all the way. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, so well, I'm playing in Columbus, and we are god-awful, right? So we've got uh, – that's the days Rick Nash is there, Nick Jaredev. Those are the two pieces we're building towards. That year, they traded for – they traded Todd Marchant to Anaheim for Sergei Fedorov to kind of be the Nick Jaredev whisperer. Like, yeah, there's no other better way than bringing bring Fed – feds in here right yeah and, right. uh so we were getting killed and uh <clears throat> you know i'm gonna paraphrase with some of this but it, it, i remember uh, i was always close with uh, the athletic or the, the strength conditioning coaches on the teams i play with and most of the time because i'm doing bag skates and, and, and bike rides and workouts <laughs> but, but uh so um i think it's uh, barry brennan was his name and he was our our strength coach <clears throat> and he uh he had us, we had like a bulletin board and everybody had your own workout up there. So, right. Uh, he made it for me, made it for Jody, made it for Nick Sheridan, made it for, you know, Rick Nash. Everybody had their own thing. And when you went in there, you had to do your workout on these days and whatever. And um, Nick wasn't coming and doing the workouts. And so Sheridan uh, also had a translator that also his name was Sergey. And Sergey would come in the room and the, the, uh, the uh, strength coach calls him over and he goes, and I want to say that Doug McLean was standing there too, because he was the GM, and Gerard Gallant was the coach. And they they call over and they go, "Hey, Nick hasn't been doing his workouts." And so Jared Evan, his translator, stand there and he goes, uh, "He needs this, this. You know, this is what expected of the team." And and so we're going to start finding him when he doesn't show up. He needs to do his workouts. And so the the translator turns to Nick, you know, tells him in, in Russian. And they leave. The next day, I'm in the training room, and they come walking in. And Jared Ev comes walking in. He goes to, like, the, the translator. He's like, come, come, like this. Brings him over, and he goes, tell him, tell him. <laughs> and uh, so he, he brings over to the, the strength coach, and the, the translator's, like, very disturbed by, like, doesn't want to do this. And Nick's like, tell him. And he goes, he just reaches – he just reaches out and hands him an envelope, and the guy goes, this? And he opens up the envelope, and as he's opened up the envelope, the strength coach, the uh, translator goes, 
Nick said, um, this is a check for the next 30 days. And he gave me a check for, 30, for three grand. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, he, they were finding him a hundred dollars a day that he didn't do his workout, which doesn't seem that much. So he, so he gave him a check for three grand. He said, "This is for the next thirty days." I'm like, this "Wow, God. that oh. is unreal." <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny, Rupert. Uh, last night I had a thing pop up on my phone, and Richie actually, uh, Mike Richards actually responded to the post that those are. We have a couple guys that do yeah. our post stuff and he said sickest uh, what do you say most skilled guy I ever played with so what mike richard right. said he yeah. said he was just yeah. so skilled but but it's funny oh, because yeah, nice. when z was here when z was here he was he would go to new york city almost every day like oh. you know like unless we're on the road because you know he had friends there but it would be so funny his wife definitely went every day because we had a driver here that used to drive z around and he used to drive us around if the boys were going out and he always helped us out. <clears throat> it's a little snags. Yeah, no, not snags. No, not snags. Uh, that's a different. That's a different guy. But uh, anyway, Z would come like every few weeks. He'd come in and be like nasty, and he'd throw a bag on my desk, and I'm like, "What's this?" And it, it would be like these super expensive like shirts and stuff, and I'm like, I'm "Like what? What?" He, he's like. My wife get uh, they don't fit. I'm like, how does she not know your fucking size by now, man? Like you give me like five bags of clothes, man. I mean, I'm talking like top of the line that equipment guys should be wearing. But yeah. oh fuck, is he funny, man? He, God, he was he was a he was a good he was a good guy. He just he just he was kind of like against. Uh, he just kind of operated the. It was against authority a little bit. Like he was just yeah, one of those right. guys. It was just you know, like he was fine. Like I remember, I remember we were in just little things that I don't know. He just he he didn't he didn't realize. Like we were in Vancouver and we had the rookie meal and we're all out and we're at a bar and uh, we're having drinks. We had this, you know, and uh, uh, actually no, this wasn't the rookie meal. That was that was a, a different story actually. But we were out. <laughs> And Nick, Nick ends up, Nick shows up with a bunch of Russians and it, and it's fine. Like, you know, we had, our team was over here having drinks and Nick and the Russians were over here. And so we see him and we're like, you know, saying I don't, whatever. And then he ends up leaving and the bartender comes over because, Hey, do you guys know that guy that was in here a little bit ago? I, I don't know. They were speaking a different language, like maybe Russian. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, he ordered all these shots and all these drinks <laughs> with these, these guys. And then he just left. And he's like, wait, he's left? He goes, yeah, he didn't pick up his tab. So we're like, all right, we'll take the tab. So then we went the next day. We're like, hey, Nick, you can't just fucking run up a tab and leave, dude. Like, and we're just like, you know, it just wasn't like the team fund. It was like I was paying my, you know, like we're all kind of right. and buying each other drink. And so he's just like, oh, okay, okay. And so, and, and the one thing that you always do is like he would, he would, um, if it was talking about, you'd be like, where we go out, where we go with dinner, you know, whatever. He could communicate. But then when Gerard Gallant would be like, Nick, you got to get this puck in deep. You'd be like, I'm uh, not to understand. I'm not to understand. You understand exactly. The, the more he drank, the better English he spoke. Yeah, That's right. what I found, man. He, he's like, fucking just talking. This guy's been fleecing us the whole time. But the, yeah, the last one, the last one, I'll tell you, we were playing in Chicago, and uh, we were playing in Chicago, and um, I was sitting, I was sitting uh, right behind the gate. So I wasn't the last guy on the bench between the two benches. I was the second guy. 
Jaredev got benched because he was turning the puck over. So Gerard Gallant's like, sit, you know, sit down, you're done. So he sits on the bench next to me. His feet, I remember, weren't even touching the ground. They're just kind of dangling like this. And so he's sitting next to me, and uh, you know, I look at him, and he's just got a big chew. Oh, in yeah. Like that. <laughs> just sitting there, his shoulders, his shoulders, you know, like if you saw him, he's just like bad posture, everything. He's just like <laughs> just like feet swinging. He's looking up, he's looking up in like the stands, like he's checked out. And uh, there's a delayed penalty. There's a delayed penalty, and uh, Turk uh, Gerard is like, like uh, Z Z Z go, and he's yelling Z go. And I look, he's sitting there looking at the jumbotron, eyes up, big chew in his mouth, swinging his feet, just like not even on this planet right now. And uh, and I grab him by his jersey. I'm like Z go go. I toss and I like push him, and he jumps over the boards. He jumps over the boards. I think he's assessing the situation for a second. He just stands there at the red line, like, and then all of a sudden the pass comes up. I'm going to send you guys when we're done the, the clip because it was on, it was like up for like an SB for like play of the year that year. <laughs> oh my up God. up to him and he just dances like four Blackhawks players. One, one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, about 10 seconds ago, this guy was not sleeping like <laughs> in your story, but he was <laughs> not, he was not there. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this guy is so filthy. He is so filthy, man. And he just doesn't yeah. give a shit. <laughs> it's, wow. It's, I, I remember when he left, uh, he went back home and there was some, some shit happened there uh, with his, I don't know if he's still married, his wife or his ex-wife at this point. But uh, then I, I follow him on Instagram and, uh, dude, he got so fit. He got himself in shape. He didn't even look like the same guy. I don't know if I ever showed you. No, this, I don't think so. But uh, I don't know if he's still playing. But like I think last year or the year before, he, he was still playing. And I would just always send him little emojis, and he would send them back because I don't think his English is. Yeah, right. You know, just communicating was, emojis. Yeah, yeah. but he, he looked like he got himself in shape and everything, man. I was like, wow. But God, hey, what a beauty. Hey, Nick. And message, just a message here for Nick. Nick, they're paying you millions to be in shape, and you decided no. And now you're not making <laughs> millions, and you're deciding to get in shape. That doesn't make sense, Dad. It doesn't. It doesn't. It <laughs> definitely doesn't. Oh, man. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, uh, but before we let you go, we wanted to talk about your time in, in Danbury. After you, you have, a, have a big goal in the, in, in the Stanley Cup uh in the Stanley game Cup winner. game winner, yeah, clinching goal. Um, you signed Dan Danbury as one of the uh, the go to the go to fellows on the team. Talk about your experience there. We 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 have uh, done a little bit of business with uh, with those guys. We, uh, you know, with their their new fighting the the ice war stuff and uh, yeah, yeah. did jerseys okay, and yeah. stuff like that. But so we've talked to AJ and and uh, seems like just a great guy. He's been awesome with us. But yeah. anyway, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's um. So yeah, they uh, it was uh, obviously they did a great job with that documentary, and it was kind of weird because like when this stuff went down and happened, it was just kind of like forgotten about. This is during the lockout, so it, right around that same time when I was in Columbus, like literally the prior years when Danbury happened, and um, and it was kind of uh, yeah, I mean it was it was. It was an experience, man. It was it was awesome. They were they were great. They treated us great. It was it was literally like slap shot meets the Sopranos. Like there's no I mean right there's stuff that I could tell you guys. Hey, there's a million things that weren't even in that documentary. And uh, you know, I mean, you look at that roster, that team, and how many tough guys they had. And 
Um, you know, the, the fact that, uh, you know, your, your guy's boy, Frank Bialois was on there. It's like, and I'm like, when did Frankie come in here to play? They're like, Oh, we'd like pick him up on the, at like a truck stop. And then we like come play a game and then we drop him off. I'm like, what? Sounds about so, right. Like, these stories, these guys, these guys would say like, they would be, it, it was always, it was great because we would, um, you know, I only had to play 10 games with them of the regular season. Then I played in the playoffs. Um, so I only needed to qualify playing 10 games. So I played like every other weekend with them and I'd practice in, in uh, my old uh, junior team in the OHL. And um, they, so the stories would be slinging and the guys would be telling stories. And it was funny because they'd be like, yeah, we were on this trip. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, two in the morning, we're heading, we're heading to whatever the next, the next town. And then you hear like the, the bus, like, psh, then the lights go on and guys are like waking up. They're like, and someone gets on the bus and they're looking and they're like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? You know? And like some guy just gets on the bus, sits down the next day, he goes out, starts three melees. They drive home. They drive home. They're like, all right, buddy, see you. And they drop them off at the same place. They pick them up. And I'm like, what? Three melees. So, um, yeah. So, so, uh, do you, uh, Riley, oh you're from God. you're from out you're from west, right? Out west. Yeah, Where's yeah, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah, Winnipeg. So you're from Winnipeg. Do you do you remember do you remember the uh, I don't know age relation with whatever, but is it Chad Wagner? Yeah, do I, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think yeah. He's the guy. So he's the guy in the documentary. I don't know if they really mention it about him, but so I'm on uh, I, I'm on the bus and. We're going, this is like, I had to bang out those 10 games. So I played like a three and three on a weekend up in Michigan. And we would go from like, uh, you know, excuse me. We'd go from like Muskegon to wherever we're bouncing around Michigan. And I'm on the bus and I got my head against the window, like going to sleep. And John Morasti sits behind me. Absolute beauty. Like yeah, that guy. I know John. Nails. I play with and, him. Yeah. So. So, uh, so another nasty, nasty morass. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. He he gets on. I guess like a week before, uh, a couple weeks before, Barry Melrose, Steve Levy owned that Adirondack team, and uh, and that was like a rival with Danbury. And they said something. Uh, Barry Melrose said something somewhere, some media outlet, that uh, this Danbury team is 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 being run by Tony Soprano, and Jimmy Jimmy oh, Galante, the owner, was like. He wasn't good with that, you know, and he, he like told yeah. us, he's like, that's fucking bullshit, you know, whatever. So uh, he was like, we're going to let these guys know every time we play them. And so I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. And uh, <laughs> so we're on the bus. And the, next, the next weekend, the next weekend, the team is playing, but I'm not scheduled to play with them that weekend. So I told the guys, I'm like, guys, you got to let me know, like, how this goes. Like, what the fuck's going to happen in these games? So I'm on the bus the weekend prior, and I'm my head's against the window, getting ready to go to sleep. And I hear, I hear uh, John Morasti leaning towards the, you know, the back of my seat, and he's on his cell phone. And I'm only hearing one side of the conversation, but he goes, he's like, Wags, what's up, buddy? Yeah, how are you? You know, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, what are you doing next weekend? And <laughs> I only hear one side of it. And he goes, he goes, oh, he's like, I got something for you. He's like, you want to come in, make some, make some quick cash? And, and he goes, you know, no, he's like, we got two games. Apparently the owner of this team called our owner tony soprano he's not happy so he wants to send a couple messages and i'm like what the fuck and he goes he goes 
<laughs> so I hear this. I hear this from. I hear this from Marasty. He goes, "No, listen, dude. I know. No, now I know you're not in shape. Now I know you haven't played hockey in five years. Now it's fine. <laughs> you don't understand. They want you to run around and act like an idiot, and they're gonna pay you. They're gonna pay you like two grand a game to do that. And and uh, so he's like laughing, and then I'm like, then he hangs up, and I'm like." the fuck he were recruiting guys out of <laughs> out of like western canada like that haven't played hockey in a few years of the oil so rigs next weekend yes the next weekend this chad wagner he's there and he goes and <laughs> if you look like he had a, he had a couple leagues that he was he was banned for life from and now he got banned from life from the united hockey league from this weekend <laughs> he started a draw, went to the penalty box and he, they were trying to get everybody else under control. And he comes out of the penalty box, skates over to the bench, grabs the other team's head coach by his, his jacket, and pulls him down and starts throwing punches. Like, the, the, just complete. I'm like, this is unbelievable what's happening right now. Like, all these things that are. And, and I remember when I went there. And, and we've seen it because I played, I, played, um, I played in the minors. And when an NHL player got sent down, you wanted to show whether it's beating him one-on-one, whether it's physically challenging him, you wanted to show like your target when you're an NHL yeah. player going down in the American league. And uh, so when I was signing there, I said to Jimmy and this is before I knew any of this stuff was going on. I go, Hey Jimmy, I'm like, here's the deal though, man. He's like, I'm like, I need to get my legs moving. We're going to, we're not playing this year. It's not a good look for me. Cause I'm like a 24 year old player. And I, I need to play somewhere. And I, you know, um, I want to, I want to play. I'm not coming to like fight every night, you know. And he just goes to me with his Italian. Eye. He's like, Michael. He's like, I want you to go on the internet, and I want you to look at our roster. Let's just say nobody will even look at you. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I go on the roster. I look. There's like four guys with over 350 penalty minutes, like halfway through the season. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when I saw. That's what I saw. That's when I saw Frank Bialois. I see all these names. And no, when you get these guys, like when you have an like a an alias or like another name attached, like you've got John Nasty Morasty or or, or Ruman the Nigerian Nightmare Nadura or uh, or there's uh, the Animal uh, Frankie the Animal. Yeah, yeah, Frankie the Animal. I'm like. Holy shit! Like, what is this place? And uh, so I go there, and I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys, not one person, not one person looked at me. Like, no one make eye contact with any of our team in warmups, faceoffs. They were scared shit. It was like it was the closest thing that I can imagine being like the Broad Street Bullies. Like that, right. that would yeah. be what I would think it is. And we actually had a really good team too. Like the team, we had some talent. And I remember there was a, a guy. Um, I won't say his name because uh, whatever, but there's a guy that used to play against me in the OHL and play against me in the minors. And he was, he would, he was after me all of the time and I'd fight him and he'd beat me up. And I, I was like thinking that that was going to give him what he wanted, leave me alone. But he just kept coming, kept coming like, fuck man, like fuck you. Like I was like, stick him, like get away, like leave me alone. Let me play, you know? And yeah. he was all over me <laughs> and we ended up playing against that team. And you got to understand the way this team was set up is these guys, because the trickle-down effect, you had NHL players playing because no no NHL. They're NHL-caliber right. players playing American Hockey League, American Hockey League down the East Coast, East Coast down the United Hockey League. There's, there's some good players. But what set this team aside is they were paying these these players 
more money than they would make somewhere else. So these mm-hmm. yes, yeah. this player can play in the 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 East Coast Hockey League and make thirty grand, but uh, he you know uh, Jimmy and the Trashers are going to pay him seventy five grand, and he's going to give uh he's going to give a job to his girlfriend at the trash business for another seventy five grand. These guys yeah. are killing it in their minds, right? Yeah. So when we have eight guys, we have eight guys on the team that are there to fight. They're all almost, it's like, it's like you're throwing a pork chop in a cage of full of dogs, right? Like they're, they all want that piece of meat. So we're yeah. in warmups and this guy that's terrorized me forever. I know that we, I, we've got eight guys over here that all want this guy. It's the only tough guy on their team. And they all want to keep getting paid handsomely to play here. So they're yeah. all going to be climbing over each other to get to him. And this, this guy wouldn't even make eye contact. I remember I stretched next to him. Really? So I stretched next yeah. to him. And I'm like, hey, buddy, what's up? Like, and he won't even look at me. I'm like, hey, why don't you look? Hey, look. And I'm like, over here. Over here. <laughs> over here. <laughs> you, you've come at me for years. You got nothing oh, to say now. Huh? Fucking and, great. Uh, so uh. we have all these guys that are just waiting. So it was, man, that was a, an experience. Uh, they did a great job with the documentary. But it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't it- think we'll ever see something like that again. I think I it could have been so a either. movie. Oh my god, <laughs> you know? it's a blockbuster movie. It could have been movie, a yeah. movie. <laughs> Not Who knows? just a Maybe documentary. Maybe it's a sequel. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, what a story. Yeah, yeah, we know a bunch of those guys, Dave McIsaac, I know John Rassi, obviously the Animal yeah. Land. It's just like to hear it from them, you know, too, is just like just like yourself. It just it just adds another dimension to it. That's it's awesome. wild stuff. Yeah, he he so they Jimmy uh the owner was like he came up to me the one day, and again, this he goes he goes, Michael, he goes, uh, what do you know about Donald Brashear? I'm like, what do I know about Donald Brashear? I'm like, uh, tough as nail. Hey, he's tough. He's huge. He's scary. Like, you know, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, so well, I was thinking about bringing him in. I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, uh, but he wants, he goes, but he wants 500 grand to finish the year. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Hey, that's your choice, man. Hey, my money to spend. I'm like, but I'll be honest with you. I go, I'll be honest with you though. Like, no one's gonna fight Brash. Like, dude, look what. I don't think toughness is anything we need to worry about. <laughs> yeah, out of score for two fifty. Right, right, yeah, right. So, but but it, it, and that's that that's it's just funny though because the way that things work out. And I said to him, I go, hey, Brash actually has some pretty good hands, man. Like, if Brash came yeah. to me, you're like he'd be probably our best player, you know what I mean? Or like one of our best players. And, uh, and, and I think that's the fun thing about that in the documentary too, because I didn't have a, they taped this thing, came out to New Jersey and they recorded something with me in 2018. And um, it was 2018, 2019, around that time. And with the pandemic, it just stopped. Netflix just, I didn't hear anything. I, I was like, oh, this thing must not be going through now. And so I didn't have a preview of it. I didn't know, honestly, probably till like a few weeks before it aired, I didn't even know if it was going to happen. And so the first time I see it is when it's already live for everybody else to see. So I don't know the whole story. And again, I'm only there every other weekend. Those guys that you guys know, know way more about the every day to day than I did because I wasn't there long enough. I was there long enough to have stories galore, (laughs) way more. And, uh, so, uh, so I'm sitting there and, uh, I'm sitting there, um, uh, where's I going with this? Jesus. Uh, what did I do? Uh, what was I saying right before? You're talking talking about when it came out, you, you, you got to see it when it came out. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. 
So the first time, the first time I went to see it, so I'm sitting there watching this, and they 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 move to the NHL lockout, and they start talking about this. I'm like, oh, okay, and then maybe this is like this, uh, you know, probably where I guess I I come into it. I guess I don't know. And the way that AJ is talking, he's like, he's like, we wanted to get a big time score. We wanted this. We wanted that. And I'm like, and I literally, I'm on the couch. I lean forward. I'm like, oh, I wonder who they were trying to get. Like I'm thinking to myself, like. I, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know this part of the story. They were going, they're trying to get like, they're trying to get an NHL superstar, and then all of a sudden it shows my face, and I'm like, oh god. No. Like, they made it. They made this like I'm fucking Mary Lemieux, and my phone started blowing up from like guys still I playing, imagine. guys I play with. They're like, they're like, dude, we had no idea you were so sweet. <laughs> I, like, I, my, I, I saw I saw AJ later on. I'm like, hey, AJ, thanks for making me look good, buddy. But like, you know, the, the people that you need to keep it real with, the guys I play with, are like, what the fuck is that? They act like you're you're younger, you know? Oh man, that's fucking great, priceless. Man. Oh my god, that's funny, oh, man. man. The tears Jesus. are wow, amazing. Yeah. I I gotta rock. Um, Rupper, I gotta I gotta say one more thing before we go. I gotta uh, give a shout out to Sarah Mishima, who was kind of our hookup between our buddy Dave Rockhill. I think she worked at the network yeah. with you, if I'm not mistaken. She just had a baby too. Congratulations! Yeah. But wanted to thank her for getting us your number because you are big time. So we're trying to get a <laughs> hold of you, but uh, definitely want to thank her and congratulate her on her baby as well. And thank yes. you for hopping oh, on, Rupper. Yeah, I was in it. You're no, at a wedding. No, no problem. They should have me out. Yeah. I was at a wedding and they're like, Hey, uh, can you jump on uh, I'm a big flyers fan and jump on with these guys? And I was like, Hey, do these guys want me on? Like, I don't know if they really want me on. Like, I, you know, let's just joke it around. Like as far as just, uh, you know, flyers, uh, you know, the, the relationship I've had with flyers fans or whatever. And uh, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm down with whatever. If they want me on, I'll, I'll come on. So, uh, no, I appreciate you guys. Uh, Hartsy was telling me you guys are awesome. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, Whatever, man. Like what you guys are doing. So, thank you so much. And and uh, seriously, Rupert, you do an unreal job uh, on the show, and uh, it's fun to watch, man. All right, thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Great right, to brother. reconnect, Rupert. You take care. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, let's take uh, let's take uh, you know, stay involved and uh, keep doing a good fighting a good fight, boys. All right, a big thank you to our friend Mike Rupp. What an awesome dude! That was a lot funnier than I expected to be, man. He was he was funny as shit. Rupp Daddy, he had me dying, especially talking about uh, <laughs> that, that story, <laughs> yeah, man. Right. I, I could just—I wasn't there, obviously, but I could just see the whole <laughs> the whole thing happening with him just because of the way Z was. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, Rupp Daddy. It was awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, High, highly uh, entertaining, and uh, it was nice to reconnect with Rupper. Had a few battles with uh, Rupper back in the day, and uh, nice yep. to see him doing well. And uh, and then it was really nice and refreshing to hear that he was a Flyers fan, and that he's uh, I know he's always know. been wanting to rock the orange and black. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. It was, it was funny to hear, especially like you know, especially after the old. Yogs thing. Everybody just couldn't yeah, right. stand Rupper. Kind of put him on the map with Flyer fans, it, anyway. Right, you know? no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Well played, well played. Yeah. All right, Nas. What do you got? 
Well, it's about that time, Riggs. We got to get into the clear questions brought to you by Clear Rum. Boy, they uh, they jumped on with the Phillies and they got them rolling right through the World Series here, up two to one, man. It's pretty cool. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Nice to see, man. Phillies Love are it. buzzing. Phillies. They're buzzing. Clear Rum clear is buzzing. Rum. Clear Rum yeah, is buzzing. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Our good buddies there. Um, so Riggs, hit us up with a question since Baller's asleep right now with Debo. Probably now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Recovering. All right. We got three questions here from KS Chill 69. What was your favorite moment during the two Calder Cup runs? Nas, you were part of both of those runs. Oh, start uh, with favorite you. Favorite moment. Favorite moment. Um, wow. I mean, that's, that's hard to. Um, we, we talked a little bit about our good buddy, uh, Jim Montgomery earlier. I remember him having back-to-back hat tricks, uh, during the one, the first run in 97, 98. Um, gosh, favorite moment, I guess, man, being in the spectrum, it sold out game, you know, game six. I mean, felt like the roof was coming off that place, uh, beat a really good St. John Flames team and, and, uh, just, just winning. It was the first time I really, really won something that, uh, you know, um, like something that big. And it felt like the Stanley Cup because it was, you know, the play, like I said, the place was packed and it was in the spectrum where, you know, the Flyers uh, had won a Stanley Cup. So I think for me, that was probably the best moment. And, and just watching all the guys that worked so hard and all that, you know, it sounds cheesy, but it, it was awesome to see Neil Little. Uh, all our buddies, Johnny Stevens was the captain of that team, Billy Barber, you know, who had won a cup yep. there. And, and, uh, the party, the parties were really good too. That, that was probably, <laughs> to say the least. I gotta be honest, that, that was, that was uh, crazier than I ever thought it could be. Uh, the, I remember you hear the stories about the trophies getting messed up. We were standing in a bar the, the night <laughs> after we won and it was late. It was an after hours and, I'll never forget. I was standing beside Craig Darby and he had the cup. This is before it was really big. Now it's, it used to just be kind of a little bit smaller and Darbs had it. And Sean McCosh was on the other side of Darbs. So it was three of us standing there. We're talking, laughing. And I walk away and Kosher walks away. And all of a sudden it was like a tree. Darb <laughs> just goes straight down the cups bent like oh <laughs> we've no got, yeah, we've got the parade the next day but johnny a little dirt nap. Johnny, johnny stevens uh found someone to, to straighten it all up uh sorry to throw you boys out with the names but it was uh god that was one of the funniest things i've ever seen so i i would say yeah. winning it in the in the spectrum was just just awesome yeah no doubt I'm sure it was uh you know for me i was not a part of the first one obviously part of the second one um, a moment, um, you know, I had signed four professional trial agreements that year. I know it wasn't a moment. Uh, um, the 17 game winning streak, uh, was pretty, was pretty powerful. I think John Simmons scored. Yeah, I don't even know. Probably every one of those oh, games. God, he, was like, game. he was on, he was on fire there. Um, but the moment, uh, that sticks out to me was, I believe it was a second round against Wilkes-Barre at home at the center. We were down, was it five, one, four, one, uh, in the third yeah. period there. I feel like it was 5-1. 5-1. Five, five, and, uh, you know, the, the grind line, you know, the energy line go out. We get a couple big yep. hits, get the energy going. And then I believe Gratz, uh, Josh Gratton, uh, scores that, that, that first goal, making it 5-2. And then it was just this, like, 
unbelievable surge of momentum. Where it was like a movie. We, like you it was can't like a movie. Make it up. It, right. It unstoppable. Like, we were unstoppable. Just Johnny, a flurry. Johnny was he was he was just rolling you guys. You guys are going out there every shift because you're making it happen, man. It was that is that's a great moment. You're right. That was awesome. Yeah. And then we we come back, win the game, and and win the series, and the rest is history. But uh, yeah, that one jumps out to me for sure. So just that I've never been part of such a an obvious shift of momentum. Like just the oh energy behind it was insane. So it that was, was uh, that was mine. So great question. Amazing. Appreciate uh, appreciate you throwing that out there. Next one, Jeremy Co Aaron eighty six. Tell us about the different ways each captain preferred to lead the team from 2000 to 2010 well you were in your first year was what 2005 2006 now yeah as the head guy yeah um so i had peter forsberg for a short amount of time they named him captain um you know fopa was fopa it was tough for him because he was in and out of the lineup but uh right. he definitely was good in the locker room and uh, said the right things um but it, it's it was hard for him because he was you know he was injured um, and then you got to move the next year. We had, um, Jason Smith who's one of my favorite guys ever. You talk about a warrior. People talk about guys playing through things. Gator was just, God, he was amazing. And he always, he never freaked out. You know, you remember us, he always just knew the right thing to say. Could get loud, but it was, it was the right way. I just loved him. He was always talking. I'll never forget when he, broke but i think it was his clavicles wasn't it <laughs> right he got yeah. hit he literally Playoffs, had right? two, two fractures and yeah. i walked into the room because he's sitting on the on the table with ice bags literally all over him like and he broke his thumb like four times that year and just was yeah. like dude i mean like that was amazing jagged, jagged thumb. oh geez, it was unbelievable <laughs> i remember going into the medical room and not even saying it loud, I said, am I taking Gator's gear? And he heard me somehow, and he yells, oh, why wouldn't you, Nass? And I'm like, oh, sorry, bud. I just saw, you know, what? sure. He goes, yeah, you're taking it, and I'm playing. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, how the fuck is this guy going to play with two broken? <laughs> he couldn't. I don't know if you mean he was getting. Yeah, you know, he couldn't he, lift his arms up. He couldn't lift his arms up past here. I'm like, if he scored a game-winning goal, he would celebrate. You know, uh, but he was he was a, a great leader uh, by example to me, and, and always said the right thing. And then, uh, you know, Mike Richards uh, became the captain, and Richie led led by example. I mean, there's no other way to say it. If he had to say something, he would. He wasn't a big yeller, a big rah rah. Said the quick to the point but just led by example yeah 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 fully agree uh, i had played with both gator and richie uh, i i crossed paths with fopa but he was uh i think at the point where i joined the team he was pretty much toasted um and uh you know again his skate issues foot issues but uh yeah just piggyback on what you say gator um, there's a lot of similarities between the two honestly i mean both both you know absolutely hard workers you know, showing up for games uh, both warriors, honestly, in their own right. Yeah. Uh, Gator, Gator was an absolute warrior. Obviously, you know, more of a stay-at-home defenseman, uh, more of just a like, rugged leader. Um, yeah. Probably a little bit more vocal, a um, little bit louder at times, but still pretty conservative. You know, in the grand scheme of things, I thought. Um, but when he did speak, everyone listened. 
Yeah. And Richie was the same, you know, Richie's the same way, probably a little quieter, but you know, showed up, he showed up and he poured it all out there. He, he was a gamer. He fought when he needed to, um, absolute competitor, um, a little bit, little bit quieter, but when he spoke guys listened, you know, and it was, yeah. again, it's, um, um, you know, a lot of times there's nothing, to, nothing needs to be said. It's just like, let's go yeah. out there and, and, and take action. Let's go do and perform, uh, which, I feel like more often than not, Richie was always, you know, that, that guy that, uh, you know, that poured it all out there. So a little bit different, but there was a lot of similarities between the two, uh, you know, based on some captains I had previously um, in other organizations and other teams that were, you know, that were maybe a little more vocal. Um, yeah. But uh, nonetheless, they both poured it on the, poured it all on the ice and uh, were, you know, what you, what you would, um, what you would, fully encapsulate a, an absolute flyer right i mean it's like right. they, they, they just bleed orange and black um you know they were they were true flyers so uh sure ha happy to, happy and blessed to play with both those guys yeah moving on 100%. moving on nast we got coots yeah boy coots one <laughs> wondering the funniest chirp either of you guys have heard and for cote who uh, chirped him the most or maybe got under skin the most what do you got, Nas? Oh, man, um, I think we had said something. I I know who I feel like the best chirper was, and that's Ben Eager. And I don't even yeah. think it's close. Uh, his nickname we called him Divvy, Divot, because he had a divot <laughs> in his head. And Randy Jones gave him that nickname, but uh, Divvy, I call him. Man, that guy. I honestly wish at the time when he was here, I wrote them all down. Because they literally, I remember one time he said something on the bench during warm-ups or during the national anthem, and me and Chief were crying for like 10 minutes. Like, we couldn't stop laughing about it. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think we had talked about this with uh, Marshawn. Yeah, <laughs> right. Bu buzzing around a little bit, doing, you know, causing some shit like Marshawn does. And uh, love that guy, actually, as a player. I would fucking have him on my team any day of the week. Um, he's got the bit of the big big beak there and uh, <laughs> think he's asked him if he had a pattern <laughs> <laughs> I had a pattern for that beak <laughs> like yeah. yeah like you know you stick so nonchalant there. too <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 he was just guy was just so funny man oh, oh so God. good yeah, yeah, yeah. Eags definitely tops the list for me. That was one of the things that come to mind as far as one of the one of the better chirps I've heard. Um, you know, I used to go at it with Avery all the time. He was one of those guys I used to wish I could just grab a hold of. But, you know, Colt and I would always get in the way. But we had a couple exchanges where he's calling me a juice monkey and I was calling him a cokehead and whatever else. Uh, back and forth. Pretty standard, right? Pretty standard um, back then. But, but I think yeah. like one of the funnier ones and we didn't play him that much was uh steve ott with dallas at the time and i, I remember that you know trying to get him to fight and i was it might have it, it, it might have been earlier in the game where i got suspended um uh, when i elbowed niskin in there but um uh, i was i was giving it to him and just you know we're just trying to get him to go and he's like he's like i'm not fighting you he's gonna be filling my gatorade bottle next year <laughs> like and i think he was right it was my last year of flight i retired and that was it he's a funny guy yeah he's a funny guy it's perfect that he ended up with chief hey like oh yeah so good as coaches it's it's perfect because that guy they're they're a lot alike that's a great yeah yeah for sure yeah he was he was pretty witty but uh i thought that was i thought that was good so that's a wrap that's a wrap clear questions presented to you by clear rum thank you for tuning in that's episode 92 in the books nast Let's go, man. Next week, Let's go. Yeah. we'll be back. 
Yep, episode 93. And if you like what you're hearing and seeing, be sure to subscribe on our YouTube channel as well as our Apple podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Until next Comments week. Comments as well. Comments, Comments as well. As well. We appreciate that. All right, guys. Till next week. Take care. See ya.